Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have an update on efforts to expand grain movement through the northern Manitoba port of Churchill. Sask Wheat releases its weekly market outlook. Melville makes an effort to attract a major new industry to the community involving farmers. The Alberta Wheat Commission expands its federal farm cash advance program across western Canada. And we have the latest cattle market update from the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain, call 1-800-324-7778. The port of Churchill is undergoing an ownership transition. AGT Foods and Ingredients of Regina and Toronto-based Fairfax Financial Holdings are transferring assets to local ownership. Churchill Mayor Mike Spence is co-chair of One North Community, which is also working with First Nations in northern Manitoba. Spence indicates the transition is still ongoing. They are still doing the transition, helping with managing until we uh, get organized, and that'll take uh, you know, a short time to do that. So it's business as usual. In terms of the next investment going into the port, we are reaching out to the federal government and also to the uh, province of Manitoba. So there, there's work there that's uh, ongoing naturally. Spence isn't saying how much government investment is required to make permanent repairs to the Hudson Bay rail line. Naturally, there needs to be uh, more work done so that we can accommodate the Western uh, producers' grain going to market. So. It's all about making sure that we're reliable and doing it properly. It's not any different than the investments that go into different infrastructure, whether it's roads and rails and in other parts of Canada. This one here, it's all about doing it right. It's all about doing it the fix once and for all. And, uh, you know, the rest will address the issues in terms of on-time performance and the, the grain movements, uh, the, the many shipments to the Port of Churchill. The port of Churchill faced a very uncertain future four years ago when the previous owner, U.S.-based Omnitrax, closed the rail line after sections were washed away. The line and port were eventually sold to the Arctic Gateway Consortium, which included AGT and Fairfax. Regina-based AGT plans to negotiate a terminal handling agreement to ship grain through the port of Churchill. Loading at Churchill shaves off significant travel time for vessels compared to the port of Thunder Bay. 
The latest outlook from Sask Wheat says Canadian wheat exports in week 31 were excellent at almost 400,000 tons. The season total is 11.8 million tons, about 2.7 million tons, or 30% higher than last year to date. The biggest importers of Canadian wheat this year have been China, Indonesia, and Japan. Good rail car availability this year has doubtlessly helped to seize export opportunities. In Saskatchewan, wheat prices for number one red spring wheat, 13.5% protein, are around $8.20 a bushel, and feed wheat up to $7.75 depending on location. Compiled by Mercantile Consulting Venture, the newsletter suggests selling spring wheat above $8.10 a bushel. The advice is to sell as much old crop as possible to catch the price level and provide storage space for new crop. The outlook expects Europe to be aggressive sellers July through December, leaving little room for North American sales. Demand for Canadian grain stocks will be greatest after January. Canadian Durham exports in week 31 were very good at 169,000 tonnes, with the year-to-date total of 3.6 million tonnes, 26% higher than last year to date. Canada's biggest Durham importers have been Italy, Morocco and Algeria. Exports to Turkey are down by 344,000 tonnes. Old crop Durham in Saskatchewan is trading up to $9 a bushel delivered in March. The outlook says a minimum of 50% of the crop should be sold at that. New crop Durham is bid at $8.25 to $8.50 FOB Farm, Saskatchewan. U.S. wheat sales are up 2% from a year ago. Argentine wheat remains cheap, but low soil moisture remains a concern with the start of seeding just over a month away. Russia sold 525,000 tons of wheat to Egypt taking the market by surprise and weighing on cash prices. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. The city of Melville sees the possibility of a major new development for the community. The city has received an A rating for biodevelopment of locally produced farm products. City manager Ron McCullough anticipates market development projects will use over 300,000 tons of wheat straw from local producers. A rating uh, is, a, is a risk analysis of wheat straw within an approximate 80 kilometer radius of uh, Melville in terms of accessibility and uh, cost to deliver straw FOB Melville. Uh, we partnered with um, EcoStrat and Redleaf Pulp to complete the study. Uh, Redleaf Pulp is a company that's looking at Saskatchewan to turn wheat straw into dehydrated pulp with a byproduct of lignin. And um, they have not, Redleaf Pulp have not yet made a final decision in terms of where they're going to locate in Saskatchewan. But it stimulated us to become laser focused on investment attraction, uh, ag related industry and preferably uh, ag-related industry that adds value to producers. McCullough says the wheat straw could be used for many purposes. It could be pulp, it could be diesel, um, it could be um, compressed parts. Uh, one of the auto manufacturers has used wheat straw compressed into a, a door component. Um, this is not new. It's been around for a lot of years. I worked with it in Alberta a decade ago in Drayton Valley, Alberta, and uh, it is emerging though with the world changing looking for alternative uh, uh, energy options, etc. Um, we intend to be in the uh, front line for that, not wishing we had been in the front line, say a decade from now. 
McCullough says the wheat straw development would pump $20 million into the local economy. He says the proposed plant would cost $280 million and have a $250 million annual revenue stream, creating 110 direct jobs and 175 indirect jobs. Melville Mayor Walter Streleski says the city is the first of its kind in North America to receive the rating and is hoping to grow Melville's economy. We now can um, hopefully attract um, uh, 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 attract companies that are uh, that are kind of interested in um, in green kind of projects, green clean kind of projects. So this is the kind of thing that we're looking for now. Again, going back to our business areas and attracting businesses, yes, that too. We certainly want to do that. But we're looking at possibly landing some some of these larger kind of contracts or industries to our community. And that's Melville Mayor Walter Strelaski. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. Sean Haney here with realagriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147. I am joined right now by the Chief Economist with Farm Credit Canada, J.P. Gervais. You've got your newly released Farm Credit Canada annual farmland value report. It's out. Uh, Across Canada, farmland values went up 5.4% last year. Before we get into the details of those numbers, JP, talk about the methodology a little bit. Uh, How do you come up with these numbers every year? It's actually a pretty um, fairly detailed process that we go through, right? So basically, we got two different uh, approaches that we use. We have a sample of benchmarks across the country, coast to coast. We have more benchmarks in some of the provinces for which there's more farmland. So obviously, you'll find more benchmarks in Saskatchewan, Alberta, the prairies. But we have benchmarks across the country that we appraise and assess uh, at the end of the year based off the transactions that we collect or the the sales transactions that we are witnessing and collecting throughout the year. And it's not just, you know, business that FCC does. It's really just those transactions that are out there being reported. And on top of that, once we have those benchmarks to compute provincial averages, then we use the entire sales data that we have. Uh, and see if the results match up with the benchmark approach. And when they don't, we basically use the information that we have in the sales data. So it's a pretty fairly detailed process that we go through. Now, as I mentioned, the national number is 5.4%. Where does that fit, relatively speaking, to past years? Well, it's actually a little bit uh, higher or like right around the same level as last year, frankly. It's it's stable, uh, keeps going up, you know, and that's the thing. When we say stable uh, and strong, well, it keeps going up, right? So the rate of increase is stable and strong. Uh, final end values keep going up. They haven't been coming down in a long while. And I would say in a long while, and then I just, you know, the results of some optimism in the marketplace, frankly, that I think has been fueled by the second half of the year that we've had. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, how much did the second half of the year play into these numbers of 5.4? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting because I do think that there is uh, an influence there for sure. But we also know we don't have the uh, uh, as detailed report mid-year. But mid-year, we were reporting actually 
uh, a fairly strong 12-month increase even at mid-year. So it's not just the result of the last six months. Having said that, I do think that there is uh, a bit of optimism now because of the last six months that we've had. But it, it is really the result, of, I think, a fairly strong market throughout the year, as well as the fact that, you know, when it comes to it, you know, supply and demand and on the supply side, there's not a whole lot of land available. And, you know, when when you look at the transactions, well, it's actually to be expected given the, the tight availability of farmland that, you know, we have some of the increases that we have. So which provinces led the charge higher? Well, BC is, it stands out at 8%, and that's, I think, um, it, it's it's so hard to talk about BC. Not just, be, I mean, love, I mean, it's just, but the mix of farming activities in BC, there was the influence of the urban areas as well, you know, if you look at the distance between some of the farming areas and urban areas and all of those things, I mean, it really makes it hard to just paint with one single brush, you know, the story for what uh, is going on in BC. But BC is actually, after many years of, like, limited... Uh, increases in percentage terms. I mean, the reality as well as that on a per acre basis, land values in BCs are quite high, uh, again, because of the mix of agriculture that you see in BC. But overall, I think a stronger increases that we've seen uh, compared to recent years. Uh, Quebec was, was number two, Saskatchewan. And then you look at the prairie provinces where right in the middle of the, the percent increase that we're reporting at a national level. And then in Atlantic Canada, it's been it's been a tougher year with, mm. with uh, some of the challenges with weather and so forth. And so it's that's roughly the story across the coast now. Well, and that BC number, like you said, it's complicated because it's so diverse. You would, Do you have uh, like vineyard land then included in that number? So we took it out this year. In the past, we have. And we took it out this year just because, again, it's it just uh, because we are not only reporting percent increases, but we're reporting a range of values, right? So we look at uh, the sales data that we have, and we take out the bottom 5%, top 5%, and report with the, the, the range of values, so that 90% of the sales that we have, as well as a, as a mid value for each of the regions and we found that you know with orchids and, and orchards sorry and and the land that we had in bc we had to narrow it down a little bit to narrow the range of values that we were reporting this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com it's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 ckrm the official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, cloudy, wind north 20, becoming light this afternoon, the high zero, the low minus 11. Wednesday, sunny, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high plus 7, the low minus 8. Thursday, sunny, the high 10 degrees, the low minus 1. Friday, sunny, the high 14, the low minus 1. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 10, the low minus 4. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 8 degrees, the low minus 3. Monday, partly cloudy, the high 10 degrees. Normal high is plus 1, the normal low minus 11. The sun rose at 7.10 this morning. It sets at 7.04 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan in the southeast corner at plus 3. The cold spot up north, Stony Rapids, minus 9. Estevan once again, the hot spot in Saskatchewan at plus 3. Saskatoon, minus 4. Swift Current, minus 1. Weyburn, 0. Yorkton, minus 2. 
Regina is cloudy and minus 2. That's 28 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 20. Humidity 74%. The barometer rising 101.9. Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 2. Winds are from the north-northwest at 18. Once again, Regina cloudy and minus 2. That's 28 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The Alberta Wheat Commission is expanding its services to offer the Federal Farm Cash Advance Program in Saskatchewan this week. The manager of the Alberta Wheat Commission, Tom Steve, says the program offers several advantages to Saskatchewan producers. We introduced the uh, Farm Cash Program in Alberta for Alberta producers in September of 2018, and we felt that there was room for a competitive alternative, if you will, uh, choice for our farmers, and we had excellent response. It seemed that uh, farmers were looking for other options. It, it is a federal program, but the administrators have the flexibility to uh, design certain features and the rates that they charge, the customer service they provide. And uh, we've provided a number of innovations in our program, and we wanted to extend them into uh, the other prairie provinces. So in order for us to be fully competitive uh, with the major administrator, which is the Canadian canola growers, uh, we've expanded into uh, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and B.C. So how do Saskatchewan farmers benefit? Well, they'll benefit from our... uh, Actually, they've already benefited from us being in the marketplace because since we launched in September of uh, 2018, there have been two interest rate reductions on the interest-bearing portion of the cash advance and the elimination of the... um, application fee, uh, which I think our our presence in the marketplace helped encourage that because a little bit of healthy competition always makes everybody better. We've also introduced a number of uh, innovations in our program. Our application process is uh, fully online, although farmers can also phone in and go that route, but we have a fully online application process that includes an automatic advanced calculator so farmers can know what they qualify for just by going into the website. The ability to accept e-signatures, which is a pretty common feature now in, in business, and the option to have our team members assist with verifying priority agreements with uh, other lenders. So we pioneered some of those concepts here in Alberta and now we want to extend them out to, uh, to a larger customer base. So how is your cash advance different than the Federal Canola Growers Cash Advance Program? I mean, it's essentially the same program, but again, the administrators have the ability to design features that are uh, differentiators. One of ours is um, that we have a standard of from the time that we receive a completed advance, we'll turn around and get those loans out within three to five business days. And I think that sets us apart in the marketplace and farmers need uh, access to timely financing. And uh, so that's one. And I think, again, 
our fully online platform that is more convenient than, say, for example, a fillable PDF file or doing it over the phone. Again, we're moving to more and more online transactions in our lives, and I'm sure uh, everybody's experiencing that. So what we're trying to do is bring innovations to the program, and, and we work with the other administrators. There are actually 30 administrators of the Advanced Payments Program in Canada, but we're trying to offer a service that is as good or better than the rest, than all of the others in the marketplace. Tom Steve is the manager of the Alberta Wheat Commission. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were mixed during the past week. Acting Provincial Cattle Specialist Natasha Wilkie says feeder steers were mainly lower while heifers were moving upward. Well, we saw kind of an opposite story for feeder steers and feeder heifers, but we'll go with the steers like we usually do. Uh, So those prices were mainly lower across the weight categories when compared to prices reported the previous week. And the only price increase we saw there was in the 700 to 800 pound weight category. Those guys going up 30 cents per hundred weight to end the week averaging $188.80 per hundred weight. And then we look at the price decreases. The largest one we saw week over week was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category. Those guys going down $11.07 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $261.33. And then we look at the 800 to 900 pound weight category. They ended the week with an average price of $175.70 per hundred weight. And then like I said, the opposite story happened with the feeder heifer prices. They were mainly higher across all the reported weight categories. And so the only price decrease we saw there was in the 500 to 600 pound weight category with those girls going down $1.03 per hundred weight to end the week averaging one ninety six sixty seven. And then when the, we go to the price increases, the largest one seen there was in the 300 to 400 pound weight category with prices going up $4.95 per hundred weight to end the week averaging $216.25. And we look at the 700 to 800 pound weight category. They ended the week with an average price of $171.10 per hundred weight. So what were the factors pushing steers down and heifers up? Well, you know, some of that's probably just supply and demand, right? What the market's looking for that week. We saw deliveries fairly steady again that this past week. Some of the things that might be affecting bringing them down or putting some pressure on them is the Canadian dollars creeping up. Last Friday, it went up to 80 cents. And then also when we look at the what's you know, pulling prices up is the feeder cattle futures ended last week higher. So we'll see how that continues. What were the cattle marketings? Well, Canfax reported a total of 14,363 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan last week. And that's down slightly from 19,650 the previous week and more than the 9,259 head marketed during the same week in 2020. What happened with market-ready cattle prices? So when we look at the prices of live non-fed cattle in out of Alberta, they were steady to lower week over week. So the price of D2 slaughter cows remained fairly steady with prices going down 10 cents per hundred weight to end the week at averaging $86 per hundred weight. And then we look at D3 slaughter cows. They saw a little bit of a larger decrease of $1.05 per hundred weight from the previous week to average $75.25 per hundred weight. We move over into the fed cattle price for Alberta fed steers last week. It was reported at $149.93 per hundred weight, and that's down 99 cents from the previous week. Natasha Wilkie compiles the weekly cattle market summary for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. It's Agriculture Safety Week across Canada. The Canadian Agricultural Safety Association receives 
$1.4 million from Ottawa for farm safety programs. Spokesperson Carolyn Van Den Heuvel says the money will be put to good use. We'll continue to support farm safety educations of thousands of rural youth across Canada through the Progressive Agriculture Safety Days. We'll continue to organize events such as Canadian Ag Safety Week to bring forward the importance of health and safety across Canada. Continuing to raise awareness to train firefighters through the Be Grain Safe program and ensure that our farmers are aware of the risks that are involved with grain operations. We will continue to track trends related to agriculture fatalities and learn from this, these trends so that we can identify where these injuries are occurring and what investments need to be made on farm to help us reduce these fatalities, which we have seen a fatality reduction over the last number of years. The other piece is the importance of collaboration. We need to continue to act as that hub for the provincial and regional farm safety organizations across Canada to come together, to share knowledge, to share information and share resources. We want to work together to expand the resources that are available to our partners and in turn to our farm communities. We want to equip our producers, our families and their workers with the information and tools that they need to make farms a safe place to live, work and play. That's Carolyn Van Den Heuvel with the Canadian Agricultural Safety Association. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. Viterra prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell three seventy at six ninety nine seventy seven. Number one red spring wheat dropped a dollar forty one at two seventy six eighty. The rest were unchanged. Durham three twelve thirty two. Feed barley two seventy one fifteen. Flax eight ninety one eighty. Lentils six forty four fifty. Oats two twenty nine fifty three. Yellow peas three ninety two eighty nine. Feed wheat two thirty eight eighty four. Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are down five and three quarters cents at six thirty three and a quarter cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of March 16th. Our last regular sale was on March 3rd. D1 and D2 cows sold from 75 cents to 85 cents. D3 cows sold from 65 cents to 75 cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had a pre-sorted calf and yearling sale here on Monday. The market on feeders has been steady. 450 to 500 pound steers averaged two dollars and 23 cents and sold up to two dollars and 36 cents 500 to 550 pound steers averaged two dollars and 23 cents and sold up to two dollars and 36 cents 550 to 600 pound steers averaged two dollars and 21 cents and sold up to two dollars and 36 cents 600 to 650 pound steers averaged two dollars and 10 cents and sold up to two dollars and 26 cents 650 to 700 pound steers averaged two dollars and eight cents and sold up to two 
700 to 800 pound steers averaged $1.88 and sold up to $2.08. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.76 and sold up to $1.81. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.64 and sold up to $1.74. Depending on weight, heifers were about 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 500 pound grasser steers at $2.36 a pound, a group of 550 pound tan steers at $2.36 a pound, a group of 600-pound black steers at $2.26 a pound, a group of 650-pound tan steers at $2.15 a pound, a group of 700-pound tan steers at $2.06 a pound, a load of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.81 a pound, and a load of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.74 a pound. We also had a load of reputation black Angus heifers from the McNaughton Ranch. Their average weight was 765 pounds at $1.71 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 8,000 hogs Monday, selling a range of 195 to 209 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,600 head. Selling in a range of 197 to 217 per CKG. Hemp's cash hog price today is up, and four contract prices opened higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is up eight basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2480. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 80.13 cents U.S. And the pork plant prices at Brandon and Moose Jaw 197.67 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the resource report. Consumer spending in the U.S. declined last month, partly due to bad weather in parts of the country that kept shoppers away from stores. The Commerce Department says retail sales fell a seasonally adjusted 3% in February from the previous month. But January sales were revised upwards to a 7.6% gain from the previously reported increase of 5.3%. Sales that month were boosted by $600 relief checks that arrived late last year. Economists expect retail sales to rise again in March as many Americans get $1,400 direct payments under a new relief package signed into law last week. The vice president of Enbridge is set to appear before a Commons committee looking into the latest pipeline dispute between Canada and the U.S. The Calgary-based company owns and operates Line 5, a vital cross-border energy link that Michigan's governor wants shut down, arguing it poses a severe threat to the health of the Great Lakes. Enbridge's Vern Yu calls Whitmer's concerns about the dual line running beneath the Straits of Mackinac baseless and says Line 5 remains safe. On the markets, Canada's main stock index was down in late morning trading amid losses in the energy and metals and mining sectors while the loony edged higher. The TSX Composite Index was down 31 points at 18,923. In New York, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 103 points at 32,849. The Canadian dollar traded at 80.29 cents U.S. compared with 80.13 cents Monday. The April crude oil contract was down $1.22 at $64.17 per barrel. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. It's brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.